Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Um, just so you know, um, I understand that there are uh, kiddos in the room, and so I'm going to do my best to be able to keep their attention and to be able to keep them engaged. And so, um, but we do want to just celebrate the fact um, that we do live in a blessed community. There are a lot of wonderful churches um, who are connecting. Uh, maybe your church decided to be able to uh, um, to take the Sunday off, and that's fantastic, and let everybody spend time with their families, and you're poking your head in here with us this morning as a guest, um, and you're firmly planted in another church, and we're grateful to have you here in this space with us this morning. We celebrate you belong to a wonderful church, and are grateful to be able to be a part of the body of Christ um, this morning. Um, we're going to go ahead and step into the teaching portion of this this morning. So if you've got your bulletin that was there on your seat, you've got your Bible app open, maybe you click the QR code, um, then we are wrapping up, obviously, our, our Christmas series where we have been um, in this series that we've called Capiche Navidad. And um, if you've not been with us, uh, we realize that that sounds like gibberish. Um, Capiche, of course, is an Italian slang word for do you understand and Navidad Christmas. And I did not put that together myself. My little, the little youngest one you saw up here a couple of years ago was walking around the house at Christmas time singing Capiche Navidad. Capiche Navidad, and she, you know, it's in another language. She didn't know what was being said anyways, and so she just said it as best she could. And I was like, that's awesome. She has no idea what she's saying, but she's letting us know in two languages blended together, do you understand Christmas? And we want to make sure in this that we are getting it, that we understand Christmas. And of course, the kiddos in the house understand. They say, I understand Christmas. It was what we got to do all yesterday and maybe the day before and be able to open gifts and to connect. But we understand it's more about God giving to us. And so we've launched with this idea that to understand Christmas, we must see that Christmas is about God giving to us. It's not about all of the generosity that that pours out in and amongst us, one another. It's about God giving to us. And let's look at Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse 6. It says, for to us, to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. We've already talked about this idea a couple of weeks ago about him being the prince of peace and his government being on his shoulders. And if you want to increase your peace in your life, increase the amount of government, your government, that you give to him. Not the San Angelo government, the Tom Green County government, the state of Texas government, the United States government, your government. Who are you letting be Lord in your life? And if you will let that increase... Peace will go right along with it. But today, I want to be able to look at another piece of what this Prince of Peace gives us. And I love the way the message translation, 
which Eugene Peterson has a unique gift with language. And as he went back and studied the original Hebrew, well, he wrote it this way. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His, na- his names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Wholeness. Prince of Wholeness. See, that original language was this word shalom, which we'll get into in just a minute, but that word peace, which it's translated peace, but another strong translation of the word shalom is just wholeness. It's just things being right. And what a wonderful gift. We want our gifts to be whole. And I think I have somebody that's going to help me today. Isaac, Isaac, do you know how to open some gifts? Do you have any skills with that? Can you come help me, Isaac? All right. Y'all give it up for my man Isaac here. Isaac, you are, you are having a Texas Christmas. You're wearing shorts, tennis shoes, and a short sleeve shirt. I love it on Christmas. Folks, this is wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. We should be in parkas and snow chains or something, but we live in San Angelo. So you could have a blizzard or you could have a beautiful barbecue either way. So we don't know. And so, all right. But you think you can open some gifts? I need you to step up here. Step up here close. And so, and I need to give you, I need to give you a gift. And I need to make sure I give you the correct gift. All right. You think you can open this? Yeah. Is it too tricky for you? No. You sure? <laughs> yes. All right, all right. I need you to open it. I need you to open it for me. All right, open it. There you go. Pulled out the paper like a champ. Pulls out the gift. <laughs> How's that? There's nothing in it. There's a box. There's nothing in the box. So what's the matter with the box? It's trash. <laughs> All right. All right. But I would say it looks like something used to be there, something used to be in the box, like a truck. So something's missing. Would you say something's missing from that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the main gift, it's missing. We just got a box. You just got trash. All right, you can just, you can kick that aside, buddy. There you go. What about this one? This one looks kind of similar. Looks kind of the same. Can you open this one? Yeah. All right, open that one. Open that one for me. There we go. Again, paper out like a champ, one, two. All right, here we go. Looks like we're getting there. All right, I see something. All right, what's the matter with this? What's the matter with this one? There's nothing the matter with this one. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Is it a tire that's loose? What about this one? It's kind of it's kind of broken, isn't it? They're broken. Is this a fun gift? No. No, not at all. All right, let's try one more time. Let's see one more time. Let's try this gift. Maybe we can do it. All right. Whoa. All right. What about this one? There's nothing wrong with this one? Is this a good gift? Awesome. 
Well, thank you, Isaac. Why don't you take it to your seat and have some fun with it? All right. See, the word shalom, the word shalom in Hebrew, a good way for us non-Hebrew people to try to begin to get some of the nuances of this word is to try for us to understand that God's peace means nothing missing and nothing broken. See, both, there were gifts. There was something in the bag, but there was something missing, there was something broken, and we need to recognize that we're so used in our life to making do, to being able to slap some duct tape and some bailing wire and to try to, to just compensate for the stuff in our lives that are missing and the stuff in our life that's broken. And we can try to begin to just build the best life we possibly can, but we need to understand at Christmas time that God gave us a prince of wholeness. That God gave us a prince of peace, a prince of shalom that he wants in our lives, nothing missing and nothing broken. So when we see places where there are things that are missing and things that are broken, then we need to understand God isn't done there. Those are places we need to let God in in a deeper way. The problem is, is we begin, to be, we begin to be upset and think that, okay, if I don't control this, I'm going to have more missing. If I don't control this, I'm going to have more broken. And so then we tend to hang on to those spaces instead of letting God do his amazing, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of wholeness thing in those spaces. The spaces we want to control the most are the place where we need to trust the most. Otherwise, we will continue to live in a place where there are things that are missing and things that are broken when we don't need to be doing that. See, Jesus, the Prince of Wholeness, see, he is our wholeness. See, peace isn't a feeling. Peace is a person. We so many times spend our lives trying to find some sort of place of peace, thinking maybe that with this success will give us a feeling of peace, that maybe the right other kind of person in our life will give us a sense of peace. Maybe the right job, the right this, the right that will give us a place of peace, but there will not, we will not find real, genuine peace until we connect fully with Jesus. So when we need to find our place and, and go, and we get in a place where we don't have peace, and then we begin to ask ourselves the question, where, where's my peace? In the middle of this, where is my peace? We have the answer. Our peace is in Jesus. When the question comes into our minds, where's my peace, we point ourselves to Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. He himself is our peace. We need to learn how to lean in 
to Jesus, who is our peace. See, I love the idea of Jesus being mentored as a carpenter. Because if we'll just think about his role as a carpenter, part of his role was not just to start from scratch and to go out and harvest some, some wood and, and to cut it down and to plane it down and to build something new. Carpenters can build something new. But a carpenter can also repair. And I love the image that there in the town of Nazareth, there were people who had had something broken in their lives, and they walked up to Jesus' house, going up to the main carpenter, Joseph, Jesus be a mentor when he's 14, 15, however years old, and people are walking up and knocking on Mary and Joseph's and bringing this broken stool, this broken chair, this broken table, and bringing it there to the house where Jesus lived and saying, I need some help with this. I love the image of that. I love the image that, that was Jesus was used to. He was, he was grown up in a world where people brought the broken stuff of their lives and brought it for repair. I love that image that Jesus was mentored in that by his earthly father being able to do in a very physical way what his heavenly father had wired him and called him and anointed him to do. But for the rest of eternity, as far as this earth remained and people were sucking oxygen on this planet, we would be bringing our broken pieces to him for repair. That when we need peace, we take our pieces to him and he puts them back together and gives us peace. Only Jesus can make peace out of the pieces. Only him. Only him can make peace out of the pieces. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one that made the peace. The peace we have with God, Jesus made it. Jesus made that peace, so therefore he's the one who's going to make all peace. Through him we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So what does this look like to boast in the hope of the glory of God? It might look like somebody saying, um, you know, hey, man, um, you know, I know I was over there for that little party the other day and there in Nazareth, you know, everybody was having a good time. It was a, uh, a, wonderful, uh, uh, um, a wonderful celebration. And I'm sorry I broke your chair. Um, you know, is there something I can do about it? And the guy says, no, I took it to Joseph's house and it's going to be fine. He is boasting in the hope of the glory of the repair. He's not doing the repair. He just put it in the hands of the one who's going to repair. But he's being able to talk about the active work of repair 
in his life that, on the, that at some point, not right now, I can't go get it, it's still in it, I can't point you to the fully restored thing, but I know it is actively being restored. And I boast in the hope of the glory, it is going to be fine. We're going to be able to use it and it's going to be wonderful. Folks, that is how you and I boast in the hope of the glory of God. We don't have to sit there and, and look at and see the fullness of his glory in our life. We see that our lives are placed in his hands, and what he does with something in his hands is brings glory. We look to that. We do that. We make sure we keep it in his hands. See, when we let the prince of wholeness reign, then he brings wholeness to our lives. If he's the prince of wholeness, then we take our pieces to him. He brings wholeness into our lives. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 30. It says, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. That His kingdom will never end. And then Mary replies, says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she has said, she who is said to have been unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. That is the key to us being able to step into what God has called us into. Is saying, God, your word be fulfilled to me. Mary had zero control over that promise being fulfilled. Zero control. She had zero control of the Holy Spirit overshadowing her, causing her to miraculously conceive and have a child. She had no control over the promise. Her one spot of participating was saying, your promise to me be fulfilled. As we are embracing our wonderful counselors, we are embracing our prince of wholeness. And we see what God's word says to us. What's our heart's response? Is our heart's response for God to fully feel that in our lives? Or is our response to be doubtful and think that, that there's just simply no way that that's gonna be able to take place. See, Colossians chapter three, verse 15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, you were called to peace, be thankful. Talked about this a couple of weeks ago that we have to let, let his peace rule in our hearts. That there's all sorts of different things pulling and trying to rule in our hearts, but we have to allow peace to rule in our hearts. And, but the rest of that scripture 
says, as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. If we're not in a place of peace, we haven't arrived to where we're called to be. We were called to peace. Now, a lot of you maybe did some traveling this holiday, okay? And so when you'd pick the destination, you know, some of you came here and some of you went elsewhere and have since returned. And so, but uh, the whole time when you were uh, packing up, when you were getting ready, when people were asking you where you were going, every one of you gave your destination of where you were going to. Nobody said, well, first I'm going to go through the city limits. I'm going to get out of this town. And then I'm going to drive down this highway. And then I'm going to pass through this small town. And then I'm going to go to this town. And then we're going to spend just a little minute being able to refuel the vehicle in this town. And then we're going to go and get on this. We're going to be in this town. No, we don't talk about all of those things. We know that all of those pieces are on the way. But that is not where we're going So we don't fixate on the fact that we've got to pass through those. And then when we find ourselves being able to go down the road and we look up and all of a sudden we're en route to to Dallas and we're going through Eastland, we don't go, oh my goodness, I thought I was going to Dallas. Why am I in Eastland? No, you stay focused on the fact that that's part of, of getting to Dallas. That's part of it. Even though that you're not there yet, there are places if we're called to peace, this infers that we're not necessarily at a place of peace already. So don't get stressed out when you have a, pl- a place that you're not fully at peace. Here's what's sad is when, you're, you're, when your anxiety gives you anxiety. You get into a loop that you can't find a way out of. So when 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 there's a lack of peace, gives you a lack of peace, then that that all of a sudden creates this this absolute mental, this mental hurricane that we can't deal with. But when we understand that God has called me to a place of peace, and so therefore if I'm not in a place of peace, I'm not where he's taking me yet. So I'm just going to stay with it. I'm just going to stay in my place and stay connected to him and understand that there's, there's, he's going to make something happen that I can't make happen on my own. One of our family things we haven't uh, done in a while, but I've enjoyed, um, is, is camping. And... Uh, so I grew up camping. Uh, Cutie grew up hoteling. And so uh, we have gravitated through the years towards hoteling and not to camping. But I love camping and, and grew up camping. And so and just being able to, to, to be there. And one of the things um, that we would do is um, uh, when we would go camping is we would take some popcorn. We would take some Jiffy Pops. Anybody remember Jiffy Pop? I mean, you can't even hardly find this stuff anymore. People probably have no idea what this is. They're like, that, that is the saddest ping pong paddle I've ever seen in my life. And so, um, 
But here with this, it's everything it's that we need for, uh, for popcorn is here. All of it. We've got the popcorn. We've got the, we've got the oil. We, we've got a container. We've got everything we need. We just don't have what it takes to activate it. And so what we need to understand is, is that God has already, in Christ we already have everything we need for life and godliness. But we just have to stay in our place and stay in him to be able to do this. Am I turning this on? It's on. It's not on. It's plugged in. I tested this everywhere but this outlet. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Nope. That's a dud. Let's go home. <laughs> um, well, I was trying to keep it interesting for you kids. If you've never seen Jiffy Pop, it's a lot of fun. You can order some on Amazon. That's where I got it. <laughs> Apparently not. Um... But the way this goes is as you stay connected, um, initially, you just get connected with the heat. Nothing happens. It's this. You're experiencing it. It's this. And then you come over there and you start to hear a little sizzle. I'm going to have to make the sound effects. And you hear a little sizzle. That's what happens with this. And, um, but still, there's, there's nothing happening. You hear a little noise, a little something's going on. And then you come over here and give it a little shake. And because uh, sometimes even being where you're supposed to be, sometimes things just need to be shaken up a little bit. And so we begin to be in a routine which we want to set it and forget it. And God's not called us to just set it and forget it. God's called us to be active and connected with him. And so it begins to sizzle. And then you get the most exciting moment that you've wait three minutes and 45 seconds because I've timed it. And so that we'll make sure we can do it this morning. And, um, and then you get pop number one. That first pop is so exciting because for three minutes and 44 seconds, you think this is a dud. You think this is not working. Why am I sitting here connected, standing at my stove, standing at the little grate over the campfire in the coals? Why am I standing here? I've been here for three minutes and 45 seconds. And you know how many TikToks you can watch in three minutes and 45 seconds? <laughs> in the TikTok time, that's an eternity. And so you sit there and you're like, nothing is happening. Why am I doing this? And then you get the pop. 
and the first pop happens. You know, ooh, all right, we're on to something now. But it's just kind of the little thing that just gives you the little thing that says, yeah, you're on the track. Um, you're not there yet. And that early first popper will kind of get you going. And then, but then all of a sudden, that chain reaction starts happening. And then it starts to pop, 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 pop. And you're just going to have to use your imagination. And this thing starts to come up. And then it starts to get bigger and bigger. And then you think it's going to actually explode. And then it gets awesome. And it looks like a flying saucer. And it's like going to go. And then you peel it back, and it's full of buttery popcorn. It's an amazing thing, but what can be so frustrating, what can be so frustrating is the waiting. As you're sitting there, and you're waiting. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, as you trust in him. And just deciding to stay connected even when it's not going the way you thought it was going to go. To stay connected even when it doesn't go as fast as you think it ought to go. To stay connected when you haven't got one little confirming result that this is doing what it's supposed to be doing. You stay in him. You keep trusting in him. Because as you do that, we'll see the truth that you'll begin to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God's work begins in our lives. And most of the time, what happens is, is somebody else has stayed a part of the process and then it pops and it's exciting and you can smell it and you're like, I want some of that. And they're like, awesome, here. Here you go. Go stay connected with God. And you're like, are you sure this is how you did it? I don't think anything's happening. But over and over and over again, the kingdom of God has expanded because we've somebody has stayed connected with God, allowed God's work that's already planted on the inside of them to grow, to do its work, to begin to be a, what the scriptures call a fragrance of life, to be able for God to tell other peoples, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. And say, hey, how did you do this? You know what? I stay connected with the only source that can bring about the results. Folks, he is. He is our prince of peace. He is our prince of wholeness this morning. Our bottom line is this, that a, full life, a life full of Jesus is a fully whole life. And so this Christmas, that's the gift that God has given us. He's given us this prince of wholeness. And so when we look at our lives, if we look and we feel like there's something missing, there's something broken, I've tried to be in the process and I've not got the results and the timeline I've wanted, I'm here to tell you, stay the course. God is faithful. If, you have, if you're not at peace yet, you've been called to peace. I'm telling you, he will take you there. And peace, peace isn't a feeling. It's a person. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. 
We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.